Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another Ainsley's Gold and Silver Standard Insights. I'm Joe, and as always, we are joined by Chris Tipper. And joining Chris today is Josh Lang. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Hello Joe. Joe. All right. As always, what we do on GSS Insights is we break down the morning's news that had been posted on ainsleybullion.com.au. I'm going to share that screen very quickly, and we're going to talk upon it. And the topic then this morning's news was when the super bubble pops. Chris, tell us your thoughts. Thanks, Joe. So um, in the news today, the article continued on our recent theme of asking where the economy's heading based on a lot of mixed data that we're getting coming out of the United States. So markets are all very much aligned at the moment, whether that's the share market here or in the US, um, the property market, and even the crypto market, they're all sort of moving together. They're all searching for signs if the worst is over from the recent inflation scare, or if it's not over with markets being forward-looking, they're always looking to the future, at least that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. As we've mentioned in the last few insights, we've indeed been getting some of these signs with inflation potentially peaking, employment continuing to look strong. And on Friday, the producer price index numbers um, were also showing a potential peak as well. So they were they were referenced in the article coming out, uh, basically showing that we may be heading down in that similar to what we saw with CPI numbers. I've been saying that my personal opinion or my personal bias has been slightly towards optimistic. Um, I'm still expecting more good news ahead as things return to what we could probably consider to be the new normal, but I can't ignore a lot of expert analysis that has been painting a pretty scary picture of what could lie ahead. Um, this was the basis of the theme for the news today, and I'd like to probably explore a few more of those key points if we can in some detail today. So I suppose one way we could look at and simplify the recent unfolding of events is that we went through what was referred to at the time, and we certainly referred to in the news, as the everything bubble. And that might have led us to what we've recently been through, the everything bust. So we've been in that bust for the past few months, but seem to have interrupted that recently, um, either with the start of a new everything bubble, or if not, this could potentially be the everything squeeze. So a short squeeze is where all the people betting against the market going up are experiencing some significant pain and even get wiped out um, while we have a bear market rally. So ultimately, they might be proven correct when the trend continues lower, but their portfolio might not survive to see it happen because the market's often very good at extracting the maximum amount of pain it can on the maximum number of people. This is how both people who are betting on the market going up and people who are betting on the market going down, mm. they can both be correct, but they can both still lose money just because of these moves. And they, they're quite significant moves, the ones that we've seen um, recently, for sure, if you were betting on the market going down and it has, in fact, been rocketing back up. So I suppose, Josh, I'd sort of like to know how you see this current setup. Do you see it as a short squeeze, like a temporary interruption or this, you know, the everything bust continues? Or is the bottom in? Is this the real deal? Great question, Chris. It's a million-dollar question at the moment, I suppose. Um, I, I look at it, and this is also in today's news, Joe, if you can pull up chart number six, it is, mm -hmm. um, just down at the bottom. Um, a big part of answering what's happening at the moment is looking at that correlation between the Fed's balance sheet and the S&P. Uh, it shows in this chart that Joe's pulled up um, the correlation that we have seen to, you know, the Fed injecting trillions and trillions of dollars to rescue the economy from the pandemic. So we can see in that chart at the start of 2020 there, market fell, printing shot straight up. 
We saw that they, you know, swelled the market by $3 trillion uh, with QE. So that's all aligning with what we call modern, modern, modern monetary theory, sorry. And that argues that governments can solve economics pro economic problems by printing money uh, until it causes inflations or in, mm. at which time, you know, we'll in increase taxes, increase rates, and then we'll rein it all back in. So pretty mm. much, you know, fix everything after the fact. Mm -hmm. um, so this chart gives it away. We see that correlation there. And we can see that the Fed and central banks have subscribed to that, you know, uh, train of thought. Um, so in the past, QE has not actually resulted in much in increases in inflation measured by CPI. Um, so they've, you know, continued to print and things have been okay. Um, in reality, we know now that QE did actually inflate stocks. So you can see that there, both rose really quickly together. Uh, bonds too, they increased as well. Um, so inflation actually was in the market, just not in the usual, you know, core inflation numbers that we do look at. So this is what caused that market to rocket out of that bottom there when we declined sharply at the start of 2020. Um, but as, as I just said, that narrative sort of all changed now. And as we started 2022, we hit a bit of a wall with how far that stimulus could take us. And eventually something broke. And that's what we see. Now we're down. S&P's down about 25% from the top. Uh, core inflation has risen. Um, and this is probably a part of that everything bust that you're talking about, Chris. Hmm. I, I completely agree with your take on that. Um, all of this does align absolutely with the Fed balance sheet. I've been listening to a number of analysts who've been pointing out that fact uh, for quite a while now, actually. And you, you, they, they say you need to look at the denominator, in this case, the amount of money in existence in order to be able to determine if something is actually in a bubble or not. And that that kind of makes sense because to say something's in a bubble, you've got to be comparing it to what, what you're measuring measuring the bubble in. So um, that I sort of think about that. I can make an argument that on that chart that you just showed, for example, that the bust part of this cycle has actually put us back to fair value or potentially even undervalued based entirely on how much new liquidity is in the system. Yeah. So that would be my argument or my main argument, at least for why potentially this isn't a squeeze um, before the next leg down. But but I can also see there's lots of risks on the horizon. You know, we, there's plenty in that article that you look at and go, well, there's 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 things there that we need to be paying attention to. So it's not a certain call at all for me um, to say either it is going up or isn't isn't going up. So what's sort of your prediction for this next leg, Josh? I couldn't agree more, mate. There's no clear path forward of, you know, is it up or down? But I do tend to lean on the side of agreeing with you that the damage has been has been done. So, you know, we've seen deflation uh, rather than inflation. Um, and that's what many are, are sort of predicting is going to be what's going forward. Um, and there are plenty of deflationary forces in place at the moment. Uh, but I think eventually um, it'll be dwarfed by the piles of money that the Fed and central banks across the world will no doubt have to pour into the economy to fix things all again. Um, so, you know, that's a pattern that we see over and over again. Whenever things get hard, we just print again. So, you know, a part of me is also thinking, you know, let's get on the contrarian side and, you know, everyone's thinking deflationary trade at the moment, it's getting a bit overcrowded. So like, why not uh, go the opposite? Because usually that's how we make money. Um, but, you know, that trade could take a while. But in my opinion, inflation eventually will return and dominate. Um, you know, the Fed, RBA, all that kind of have the choice between A, do we go maximum suffering to actually correct things? Or mm. B, do we just continue that, stupid boom bust cycle using QE and just go, yep, cool, everything's good now. Um, 
obviously both of those uh those options have endless problems with them but based on the past they tend to opt for the latter where we just keep printing and you know inflate what the news is calling that super bubble that we're in right now so the hardest part of that is that we actually don't know how to position during these times and you know the markets are hanging off the decision of the fed at the moment globally but normally in those uh, situations we can protect ourselves from bursting bubbles by moving into the safety of cash but obviously at the moment cash is getting inflated at a really high rate so what's actually safe in these conditions, these unpredictable ones, is actually something that doesn't get caught up in volatility. Of course, we're going to say that's gold, but if we can find something that during this period just goes flat, that's actually the best thing that could happen at the moment. So we may not, you know, return to, you know, the, where it's a steady trend line. Um, it's It might be a drawn out and painful event, but what I'm most certain of is volatility is probably here to stay. Yeah, and I think you're right with that. That's um, that's certainly what we have here. Volatility is not going anywhere um, until we get some clarity. And the question of whether it's a new bubble um, or a squeeze before the return of the bust, uh, either of those outcomes, probably you need to see play out before we see the volatility pull back. Um, and, I, of course, I'm going to agree with you on the um, thought of gold there as a, as a potential um, tool to use to flatten out that flatten out that volatility but exactly like you say whichever way you look at it volatility is here so um we something we definitely need to consider yeah you mentioned earlier as well chris people jumping on that short trade at the moment it's just maybe they are right like you said but that volatility could absolutely just squeeze them out of their position which could have eventually yeah. brought them good profit you can be right and and still lose money. It's it's crazy to think that, but that's that's what happens in these big volatile markets. People are right both sides. They're well, they're eventually right both sides, but they lose in the in the meantime. Another position, yeah. Excellent, gentlemen. Um, if we're done with the talking points for today, I'd like to get straight to the question that came in. Uh, now, if you do have questions, uh, you can send them into insights at goldsilverstandard.com. And I'll also show the Discord channel in just a minute. But this question came in from this morning's news, and it was all to do with this little part in the article, which was all Sigma 2, all two Sigma, sorry, all two Sigma equity bubbles in developed countries have broken back to trend. Now, Robert M sent in a question, basically simply asking, what does two sigma, what does sigma mean in this context? Can we provide an explanation of what sigma means, please? Who wants to tackle this? I'll talk about that, Joe. Um, first of all, thanks, Robert. Great question, mate. So in, in this context, sigma is talking about uh, standard deviation, which is a tool that we can use in looking at markets right. um, to measure volatility. So we can measure how widely prices disperse from the average. So you can talk about, you know, a chart that gradually decreases, but it may go way out and then back to that to that uh, median. Mm. So using uh, standard deviation or the sigma, we can actually put a value to how high that volatility is at the time. So what we're looking at right now is equity bubbles being a two sigma, which means they're quite inflated, or even three sigma. That's an extremely large bubble. Um, I know Chris and I spoke about this before jumping on here and he was mentioning how uh, rare it is chris do you have the numbers for that still yeah so you can think of sigma also in terms of how rare the event actually is mm -hmm. and two sigma puts it it puts the majority of situations 95 percent of the time so in other words five percent of the time if you're outside of two sigma you're in that sort of five percent ex extreme and three sigma is 99.7 percent so 
0.3%. That's a very, very rare event. So what we're talking about here are uh, big bubbles, as Josh has said, big big um, anomalies from the norm, big big movements from the mean, um, but also very rare um, movements from the mean. And and the joke is at the moment we've just had a lot of very rare and big things happen, you know, one <laughs> after the other. It seems so. Um, that that just seems to be the way the way the market is at the moment as we yeah. move through. Really, well, moment, that's yeah. what we mean when we say unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. And thanks to Robert M for the question. As I said, insights at goldsilverstandard.com. If you have uh, a question based on the morning's news shared on ainsleybullion.com.au and head over to the Discord channel. I'm sharing the screen right now. This is discord.gg forward slash gold. That's where you go to because the Discord channel, it's a great way to continue the conversation after you've watched this video. So after we've uploaded this video to YouTube uh, this afternoon, you're, you're seeing it this afternoon on uh, Monday, August 15th, we, one of us or more of us will be in the Discord channel and you can also talk to other like-minded people. Uh, and so let's continue the conversation there as well. So that's discord.gg forward slash gold and you sign up and do all that sort of process. Gentlemen, Thank you very, very much. Once again, we've got Chris Tipper and Josh Lang and I am Joe. And tomorrow, Tuesday, you're just going to see myself. I'm doing TA Tuesday, where I take a look at gold, silver, and one of the cryptos as well. And then we'll, the three of us probably like quite likely will be back on Wednesday and also Thursday too. Thank you so much for watching. And as we always say here, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Joe. See ya.